welcome to the SOCAP International Podcast. My name is Marjorie Bynum. I'm Vice President of Learning and Communications with SOCAP, and I'm pleased to bring you uh, one of our podcasts, our new podcast for 2018, uh, which is designed to address the different issues, perspectives, and strategies that are shaping the customer care industry. Part of these podcasts is to talk to subject matter experts and industry leaders to talk about new or game-changing ideas, technologies, and solutions that are advancing customer care and engagement, and also challenging companies to stay ahead of the curve. Today's podcast discussion is going to be focused on leadership. Um, And for those of you who don't know, SOCAP is hosting our new professional development forum, April 22nd to the 25th in Baltimore, Maryland which will be focused exclusively on ways to enhance the skill sets of customer care professionals at different job levels. Leadership is such a critical skill set for our members and all customer care professionals. And so with that in mind, I'm really excited to chat with executive coach, trainer, and author Max Brown. Max will be a keynote speaker at SOCAP's Professional Development Forum, and I think he has some very interesting perspectives on leadership and culture. So welcome, Max. Hey, thank you for having me on the on the show and the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you. You and I have only talked by phone. Um, I look forward to meeting you in person in Baltimore, but I feel like we're we're kindred spirits already. Absolutely, 100%. I'm looking forward to the conference for sure. Oh, great. Well, let's dive right in. So the title of your keynote uh, at the conference in April is how, about leadership vertigo, which I was really intrigued. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very provocative term leadership vertigo so how do you define that term leadership vertigo yeah so great question you know the thing is is as leaders there's a lot of pressure on all of us to deliver results and and ultimately that's what we have to do unfortunately there are times and it's not malicious by design but there are times when we as leaders get off track and when we're off track that actually hurts the business instead of helping the business uh, that phenomenon, if you talk to like a fighter pilot who's flying an F-16 through the air and they do a barrel roll in the air, they could be flying upside down and think that they're flying right side up because their brain is saying everything's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay. When they're actually flying towards the ground at about a thousand feet per second and they have to be able to trust those instruments to correct. In leadership, there are times when we're actually flying our business towards the ground at a thousand feet per second. We just don't know it. And our brain is saying everything's okay and everything's not okay. So how do we get back on track? And that's really what this is about is once we recognize that we're experiencing this leadership vertigo, we can catch ourselves, we can correct and we can turn the ship around. And when we do that, or, you know, when we turn that plane around, we get a better response. We get a better, well, we, we get the results we were looking for in a sustainable and a more meaningful way. Does that make sense? It does. It's really interesting that you think you're kind of flying, like you're saying, flying up and all systems are go. And in reality, that's not necessarily what's happening around that person, right? It, it sounds like what that's, you're saying. That's, so That's exactly right. And if you talk to fighter pilots, Marjorie, um, and I've talked to lots of them, They'll tell you it's not a matter of if, but only a matter of when this will, this will happen to you as a pilot. And so some of them will even put visual management on their, like on the windscreen. I had one Air Force colonel who told me he put a suction cup and a chain and a little ball on the windscreen in front of him to really say, hey, am I upside down or not? 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we maybe some yeah. leaders need that suction cup and the chain and the ball too. <laughs> <laughs> so not well, a bad idea. I know. I know. Well, with that in mind, that kind of um, you know relationship there between kind of thinking you're going one way on leadership and it's really not the case. What do you think is the biggest misconception about being a leader? Because um, I think that oh, word leader man. gets bantied around a lot. But what's one of the biggest misconceptions about being a leader? Yeah, I appreciate that. And it, it is a nuance. I, I try not to get into the, the semantics. You know, some people, you know, try to define leadership versus management. And I, I appreciate that there's some differentiation. But for me, it's bigger than that. And I, I kind of elevated a little bit more than that in, in, in this way. Leadership is about how I bring out the best in those around me. Leadership is all about how I bring out the best in those around me. It's no longer about my performance, even though my performance now is, well, it, it is about my performance, but it's about how my performance now is bringing out the best in others rather than just in myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I love and, that definition, Max, bringing out the best yeah. in those around you. And that could not only relate yeah. to your say, customer care role, but even in your personal life as well. Yeah, it does. And it touches everything. And, and, and so when we, you know, when we suffer from a, a big ego or, you know, we don't have the humility to see those around us and their potential to lead and help us in our journey, it just creates bigger blind spots for the leader, which makes it really hard to make effective decisions as well. So it just cascades. Mm, really interesting. Really interesting. And yeah. I think this is something that, you know, probably a lot of our people who are in anything dealing with people, which customer care certainly does, whether you're the mm. manager or director of a contact center or you're overseeing, you know, all of the consumer engagement, customer engagement for a company, you know, you have to lead. You're leading teams. You're working with outsourced partners. And so that leadership uh, skill set becomes super critical. But it, it sounds like you're also saying it's also about having to really kind of be honest with yourself, too. Boy, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. And, and, and it is a both and, not an either or. And I think that distinction is really important because leaders do have a lot of responsibility. And, and I know that there's a lot of leaders out there that kind of feel like, man, I'm all by myself and I wish I could gut check this with someone, you know, tell me that I'm, that I'm doing the right thing. And like I said at the very beginning, it's not malicious by design in most cases, but there have been some really sad stories of leadership that went bad. And, and when you have a lot of turnover in one department or one division or in one area that's above average, you have to ask, why is that occurring? Why is that occurring in that department or that division and not somewhere else? Yeah, that's a really good point. Then what do you yeah. see, Max? What's the relationship? And you kind of touched on it in your last answer, but I wanted to ask you to kind of clarify a little bit more. Is What do you see mm. is the relationship between leadership and culture? Yeah, I love that. The, the interesting part about this, and you know, we talk about culture a lot. We've talked about leadership, and the funny thing is, is we've been talking about leadership and how to treat people at work for over a hundred years. Oh my goodness! The challenge is, yeah, it's crazy, right? And and there's lots of research to back that up. Uh, you, from the 1920s to the to the 40s and 50s to the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I mean, it just keeps going and going, and people keep saying, "Gosh, let's get fear out of the workplace," and yet it's harder and harder to seem to execute against that. So culture is basically the, our definition of culture, in my mind, is everything that it takes, all of our behavior, the summation of all of our behavior to achieve results. So leaders, what do we do as part of this? 
we set the climate that impacts everyone else's behavior. And then their behavior becomes the summation of our culture. So we set the climate, we set the tone by our beliefs and our behavior as leaders. And whether we believe people or not, we adjust and build our systems and our processes to communicate whether we trust our employees or we don't. And the way we set those policies and procedures, those systems, those drive our behavior and the team's behavior, which ultimately becomes our culture. Mm. That's interesting. So as, the, as leaders are setting the climate of, you know, all, almost being the example, then the systems that support the team or the environment, which is the culture, then kind of follow suit or align with the, the climate that's being set by a leader or multiple leaders. Absolutely. And so let me just give you a quick example, you know, for a call center that we actually are working with right now. And I'm, I'm talking about a team of us that, that work with a group, um, but a great call center. And they were saying, gosh, we got to improve our KPI, our key performance indicator on customer satisfaction scores. That's a pretty common score you want to improve, right? Right. And, and a lot of people scratch their heads and they say, well, let's just give the frontline, you know, operators that are on the calls every day. Let's just give them some more training and tell everyone to just smile more, smile on the phone because they can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, we're going to tell them you only have three minutes and 32 seconds to do this call. So the procedure and the process is, is if you go over three minutes and 32 seconds, you're going to hear from your supervisor when this call is over. And in fact, you get a really difficult call. You're supposed to do it with a smile, but you got to do it in three minutes and 32 seconds. And you know you're going to go over and instead of being able to deliver the value to the customer, you just say, hey, I can't help you with that. Is there anything else I can help you with? But you do it with yeah, a like, smile. Yeah, like my time is up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, as a customer, we've all had those phone calls. We've all had that experience. And, and we, we leave the call so frustrated. But the employee, they got rewarded for doing it with a smile and for getting off in time. But have they really created value for the customer? Have they really created the right experience? But that isn't the agent's fault. That's really who created this system that gave them that type of indication. That that's what success means. Does that make sense? I mean, it's just, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important to think about that. So how do we set up a better process and procedure? And I'm not saying we don't, you know, measure call handle time, but I would submit that you wouldn't measure it against the individual. You would use it right. as a macro measurement to just make sure you're handling your level load on your call. So this is what we did in this call center. We had an operator, frontline operator, who said, gosh, what if we just measured how many times we keep a promise with our customer? And if we keep a promise with our customer, would that improve our customer satisfaction scores? And in right. fact, it was absolutely true, absolutely true. And they started tracking every time we keep a promise to our customer and the customer sat, sat scores followed. And your point is by keeping that promise, you're exhibiting leadership. Absolutely. And now as a leader, I've got to be able to find out how do I set my team up for success and how do I help them so that they're not, so that I'm not going out there just playing gotcha games with them when they make mistakes that I'm just out there dinging them for what they do wrong. I'm actually trying to set the procedures and the policies in place to set them up for success. Wow. This is good. This is great. Well, I, you know, just, Based on this conversation, I cannot wait to hear your longer keynote and where you provide other examples. But I think this is just a great, just great insights that I think anybody could find useful about 
if they're faced with say, you know, what is my role as a leader? And I think you've given some really yeah. helpful insights that people can use. So Max, I really thank you for your time on this podcast today. We certainly look forward to hearing even more from you um, at our April conference, our professional development forum, and really thank you and look forward to having you. Marjorie, I'm delighted. And, and just, you know, the final comment I just put out there, we're all human beings. We're all going to make these mistakes. But there is hope, there's opportunity, and there's a way that we can be better to continuously improve. And that's really what the message is about. We're, we can take it to another level. We just got to be aware about how we're showing up to do that. Great. Well, thank you for your time. And thank you for that insight. That was great. Thank you. I, I'm excited. Thank you. We'll see you soon.